Off balance. Yeah. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. As always, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, brother? What is going on, Brennan? Every week, it's just funnier and funnier to see your reaction to my back-to-back champions. I know. I, <laughs> I know it's there. But Championship calls. I was say, I, I almost ran the gambit and had them win in the same year. But... Oh, Damn, yeah. Well... Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we're going to talk about it this week. So for anybody new to the show, we're going to get into a few of the biggest topics in the sports world going on. Then we'll get into the quick hits quick where we'll touch on a couple of tertiary sports. Uh, No walk off today. Uh, Joe and I are going to talk college football conference realignment, but that'll probably be next week since I was ill prepared for that. Uh, And then we'll get into the press conference when we'll peddle our wares. But first, we'll start this week the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Football is back, ladies and gentlemen. I know we said it last week, but this week we're being serious. We're being dead serious. Football is back. Uh, Big weekend. College football. uh, NFL is kicking off Thursday. Um, if you were with us last week, you do know that we went from 32 to 17 last week in our power rankings for the NFL. This week, we're going to go 16 to 1. Uh, since I am hosting, Joe, I'm going to have you started off 16 through 13 for you. 16 through 13. All right. 16, the Seattle Seahawks. Wait, should we recap where we were at before we got to no, 16? No, no, no. You listened okay. last week if you want that. We're, we don't, we're not puppets here. All right. We're moving uh, on. 15, the Detroit Lions. Number 14, the Carolina Panthers. And number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. Wow. Okay, so ours is a little different. Like we talked about last week, we have have a couple. The majority of our teams are in the same range, but we do have a few that that stick out where they're not. Um, For example, uh, 16, I have the New York Jets. 15, I have the Minnesota Vikings. 14, I have the Cleveland Browns. Oof. And 13, I have the New York Giants. Oof. 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 Uh. <laughs> the Chargers way lower than I do. Uh, I always do, and I'm always right. Everybody, everybody yeah, overinflates the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers have to play the division with uh, teams that I consider probably slightly, if not better than them. Uh like Kansas well, you, City. you threw an S on the end of that. Do you mean there's more than one team? In that uh, I mean, I mean, we might get to it. The thing is, so them and Denver have having the same record. Um, okay. At that point, it was just placement and uh, head to heads, maybe, and you know. Yeah, because you did all your homework for this. You actually like broke yeah. down numbers and stuff. Yeah. So like thirteen to nine, all have the same record. So they can they're interchangeable. It's just like, okay, I don't know who's gonna have the tiebreakers and the head to heads and all that. So the Chargers so and so. Yeah, I was saying in fact Chargers could technically in theory could be ninth, but okay. then I brought I brought I I once they if they had the same record, I put it by how I view the team and rate the team. So I feel like they're the worst of this bunch. Actually, I was gonna say now, hindsight of injuries, cause I did this like three weeks ago. They would be before my number 12 team, which I'm just going to roll into. Number 12, yeah. the Denver Broncos. They would be ahead of them now because all the dang injuries Denver has racked up. Number 11, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Not in your top 10, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, number Jaguars. 10, the New York Jets. And number 9... Brennan's going to hate this one the most. The Miami Dolphins. No, I don't hate that. Oh, okay. I thought because I had them over the Jags, I thought you'd hate that. No, no, no. You should see where I have the Dolphins. That defense is stacked, man. Okay. I, I was just making sure we're on the same page. All right. Yeah, absolutely. You're 12 to 8. 
I disagree that you're the Jags are in the top 10. I'm sure there's some teams in there we could. Uh, top right. half. 12 to 9. Pittsburgh Steelers at 12. I'm a Ooh. believer in George Pickens. I'm a believer in Kenny Pickett. I think this team, Mike Tomlin, never had a losing record. Last year, I was very resistant to the Steelers. And yeah. Joe, the whole time, was like, never had a losing record. And I was like, <laughs> overrated, overrated, blown out of proportion. And I was wrong. I was dead wrong. And I've learned from my mistakes. And you know what? I think another year in the system, they're going to be better. Um, then at 11, I have the Detroit Lions. 10, wow. I have the L.A. Chargers. And then at 9, my Jacksonville. Okay. Not, not too far off. Come on. No. Two spots. Yeah. Uh, Especially because you're nine to what'd you say nine to twelve or nine to thirteen or nine to thirteen same records yeah. yeah they can be interchanged um, so yeah uh, I just had to put the J- Jags over the Chargers just I know it's I a mean new you season, beat them my I got them over them so you know yeah we're, just we're, after, we're right there and we didn't just beat them it was like an embarrassing yeah it was on their part. we're gonna be talking about that for a long time yeah. <laughs> All it right. was literally the second biggest comeback in the playoffs, only to Tom Brady and the Falcons. Pretty much. Because I remember uh, thinking at halftime, has anybody ever come back from this? Has anyone done this before? Is there anyone out there? Oh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, same guy. All, All right. right. Who do you have? Perfect comp. Uh, number eight to five. Number eight, I have the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think they're better. Uh. I don't think they're better than the teams prior to. I think they're in an easy division. I think they're in a soft division. I don't think Detroit's going to overtake them the way people think. Um, and I don't think uh, the Bears got any. The Bears got better, but I don't think they got much better. And I don't have any faith in Green Bay whatsoever until they prove something. To me. So Minnesota, by f- virtue of having a weak division, will eat in their division and get a top eight uh, record. Uh, number seven, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, I have them going twelve and five. I'm gonna g- for these, I will give some of the records. Uh, number six, the Buffalo Bills. I got them going thirteen and four. And then number five, I have the Cincinnati Bengals going fourteen and three. Okay. We're, yeah, a lot of us are gonna have the same teams in this this area. Yeah, it's gonna be the same similar teams. Probably not eight. Because you already, obviously already said Minnesota, but uh, from there on, I think it's going to be similar teams, just different orders. Yeah. Uh, eight, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Seven, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. Six, I have the Miami Dolphins. I was about to say, I'm you got Miami high. Wow. Yeah, I'm real big on the Dolphins this year. Uh, as long as Tua can stay healthy, I actually really believe in them. Um, and then five, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Wow, okay. All righty. I'm actually... When I made this list, I was very up on Lamar got the contract thing worked out. You know, that offense is going to look totally different with the new OC. The more I've kind of listened to different people talking about preseason and the more I've kind of looked into stuff and watched just actual like footage of preseason and practice, I'm starting to regret having Baltimore this. I don't think they're going to be nearly the the You regret having them that high. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I just wait to see I, where I have them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just get worried. I mean, I think I, I, when I, like I said, knee jerk reaction, looking at all the stuff that happened over the offseason, I was like, oh, they're going to be much better. But then the more I watched it, I was kind of like, ah, I don't like the offensive line. Like they don't have a true number one running back. It's more Lamar Jackson. Like, I, I all right, go, go. All right. I'm number four, San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. at 14 and three. At number three, all top three teams have the same record. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens well, at yeah, fifteen and two. Wow, very bullish. I am very bullish. The amount of receiving depth they have now between Zay Flowers, Bateman, Mark Andrews, right. Odell okay, so Beckham. I was wrong. Okay. I was about to say J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. Yeah, they got committee, but. Every team has a committee at this point. Who who Everyone has a true two. one going into every single game? I was about to say the Eagles don't have a true one uh, going into every single no. game. They got Swift. It's they the got Penny. They got Kainwell. The That's it. Forty nine. Exactly. Forty ers don't have a true. One. I mean, they got McCaffrey, who's going to do probably most of the work, but they still got Elijah Moore. They still yeah. got other guys that are going to eat some um, of that up. Talking about true one, can I just real side note real quick? Go for it. 
I took Bijan Robinson with the number six pick in my fantasy draft. I took him with a with number seven pick in one of my drafts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was so the next day I woke up and I was like, "You don't even like running backs, and you took a rookie. You took a rookie. You fucking no, idiot." My my theory, and this is a little tidbit for anybody listening. I love a rookie running back because they have the newest legs. You're the one who told me this. Okay, yeah, I was about yeah, to say yeah. I, I love like, a rookie yeah. running back. Okay, yeah, all right. I was about to say in that draft, I was hoping to get him and Gibbs, but somebody got Gibbs before I could get to him. What <laughs> didn't get? Well, him. I think Atlanta is very much telling us that they're not going to pass the ball. They're going to run the ball. Uh, I mean. They're gonna they're gonna rely on the run. Uh, yeah. They still got Drake London, who I like a lot. Kyle Pitts is obviously not the player who should oh, have been no, drafted I, I like overall. Him, but that's but, what I'm saying is the stats last year. Drake London didn't have a ton of targets. Neither did Kyle Pitts yeah. because Arthur Smith was like, "Oh no, we're a run team." Yeah, yeah. I must say, I mean, he got there from Tennessee, predicated on making utilizing Derrick Henry yeah, to his can't. fullest potential. I'm um, sorry, I derailed this. You're fine. Number two, the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles at 15 and what? two. What? What? I was say, number one, I mean, they won the they won the Super Bowl. It's still Patrick Mahomes. Uh the Kansas City Chiefs at 15 and 2. Uh see, Brennan, my goal is, my hope here is Kansas City loses to Baltimore in the uh in the championship game. Ah. Therefore the Eagles get to run up against Baltimore instead of Kansas City. That way I think we can win. But Kansas City, not that we can't beat Kansas City, I still think we could have beat Kansas City. You could have won that game. We should have won that game. You should have that first half uh, was we're very one lopsided. fumble away from never not scoring on every possession. Because yeah. both teams scored on every possession. We're just that one fumble away from like you had to play perfect football. Kansas City doesn't allow you to make any mistakes because of how potent their offense is. Uh, whereas I think Baltimore, their defense lacks uh, more than their offense at this point. Um, and I think the Eagles can match them speed-wise. Uh, Kansas City, I think the thing was, I mean, their OC devised a great game plan uh, in that second half, for that second half, predicated on that Jacksonville game with the receivers in motion and catching us in the wrong yep. position. Also, I think Jonathan Gannon wasn't the best D coordinator. I had issues with him all season long, uh, and it finally reared its head in the Super Bowl. Like It finally cost us in the Super Bowl. So, Do you have uh, – have you been watching, paying attention, obviously, I'd assume, in the offseason? To the Eagles? To the Eagles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of things. Uh, we were right about N'Kobe Dean. Uh, oh, yeah. I was right about oh, yeah. that. <laughs> last and, year uh, as a rookie, what's my he, guy? Nolan Smith. Oh, that yeah. guy is a But last monster. year as a rookie, N'Kobe didn't start, and I was worried because I was like, he dropped all the way to the third. I thought he was going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. What is ha- and now, just given a year in the system, like with the play, I mean, obviously it's a different system, new D coordinator, but just with the players and stuff, he is now fucking... <laughs> I was it just time to a you true know, menace in that defense. And and by going and getting Nolan Smith and grabbing uh Jalen Carter. Jalen, yeah. Um, Best player in the draft. You got a what, eight? Nine, eight, nine, yeah. Uh it, it's what I said going into uh when he got drafted and me and Kyle talked about it was the Ray Lewis thing. I was like, Ray Lewis also was a smaller uh, mm-hmm. linebacker. So what you do, you get huge guys in front of him to open up lanes. So then he can see the game a lot better. Side Similar to, to like a line, short yeah. quarterback. You get offensive linemen who can spread it out. You get a offense that gets on the move so he can, his field of vision is, uh, is wider. So I, I think they did a great job, um, you know, bringing him along, getting him in strength yeah. training, seeing the game at the right, at the next level. And now, Hey, it's your time to take over. You heard it here first, everybody. Nicobe Dean, the next Ray Lewis, as said by. If if only he would be. Oh man! All right, you're four to one. All right, my four to one. uh, Cincinnati Bengals at four. Um, Then I have the Buffalo Bills at three. There's gonna be some controversy here with my top two. I have the Philadelphia Eagles at two, and the Kansas City Chiefs at one. No controversy. Exactly how Joe wrote it out. I it's just, the way it uh, has to be. I mean, they're the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. They're the king of the hill. You know, until we unseat them, I will still, you know, show respect. The Bills are a little high just because every year I think they're overhyped and then they don't perform the way we Super. think they're going to perform. Um, I still so don't I think, think they have a number two receiver. <laughs> yeah, Gabe. I hope Gabe can play better this year. I would say Gabe didn't do anything. Isaiah McKenzie, they let go. Uh, yeah, James I, I, Cook oh my is God. their starting running back. When you said Isaiah McKenzie, I was like, wait, he's not on that team, is he? <laughs> yeah. 
No, I think he got signed by the the Patriots practice squad. I want to say. Um, I can tell you where Devin Singletary is. FAU, Woo, go out. He's played for he's the Houston, Houston right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm interested. I to see almost what took him in the twelfth round of my fantasy draft. I was like, I got it. It, it was that. Well, it was either Christian Kirk or Devin Singletary. I was like, do I take a Jag or do I take a former Owl? That's right, Christian Kirk Christian. is a Jag. I always confuse oh. Christian Kirk and Rondell more because they're the same person in that Arizona offense to me. Oh yeah, when they were both in Arizona together, I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> But all right, uh, that that's it. it. That's the NFL, ladies and gentlemen, from 32 to 1. Joe and I, uh, Super Bowl predictions right now on the spot. Joe didn't know this was coming. Joe, who do you have winning just, the Super Bowl? I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Uh, they're going to be playing against Lamar Jackson. So we finally can. I think that offense, that newly rebuilt offense, uh, will highlight his strengths and show people what they thought he couldn't do, even though he ran a pro-style system in college uh so this is not something foreign to him this is something actually he's true to uh running Bo Pelini's uh pro style offense back at Louisville so yeah that's who I have all right um are you worried at all as an Eagles fan are you worried that Dallas is supposed to be so formidable this year only in the sense that if you play them in the playoffs every year Dallas is supposed to be formidable and I can count on Dallas screwing themselves at every moment I was gonna say that's not us though that's like the that's like the mainstream people and all that like we know but you have to pump Dallas up because Dallas both thinking Dallas is gonna be good this year I think they're gonna be good the thing is I never don't think Dallas is gonna be good unless they have like a down season like when Dak got hurt and was out for the year I think more times than not Dallas is going to be good they put together a good team the thing is coaching there is always weak because they don't get strong personalities because Jerry doesn't want a strong person there since want Jimmy, yeah. John, Jimmy Johnson. Um, and then they just find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. You draft C.D. Lamb, you trade Amari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb is best in the slot and not on the outside. Like who, You have no true outside receivers. You go get Brandon Cook, good pickup by them, but Brandon Cook also has a problem of getting injured seven games yeah. into every season. You get you 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 draft Zeke uh, with a top pick. He's gone. You hope Tony Pollard is going to be the guy. Tony Pollard's coming off a serious leg injury. Yeah, took so Zeke, it's like took Zeke in like the fifteenth round. Proud of that. So it's like I, I mean their defense is good. Uh, they have a great D coordinator, Gus Bradley. Right? Is it Gus? No, Gus no, was you uh, guys. It was the other no, former Seahawks. The guy from Atlanta, uh, Mike Davis. No, no Mike. not Mike Davis. He was a former Seahawk. He ended up in Atlanta. Gus Bradley was the other former Seahawk that ended up in Jacksonville. Um, Mike, not Mike Smith. That's an older yeah. Atlanta. Mike Smith? It's not Mike Smith. Mike, it's not Mike Smith. I was to say, that's an old Atlanta head coach. Uh, go on, Brennan. I've got, don't worry, I've got research on it. Dan Quinn, ladies Dan and Quinn. Jeez, you're so off. Uh, but yeah, Dan Quinn, uh, he, he coaches a good defense. Michael Parson is a formidable uh, guy on the outside. Um, but their corners, their safeties, I still have little to no faith in them being consistent year over year over year. Um, that's going to come down to, that's going to come back to. He coaches the regress. Falcons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to regress to the mean. Um, but their defensive front, same thing with the Eagles, our corners will eventually regress to the mean, but it will be prolonged as long as our uh, front seven is formidable, which I think their front seven is formidable. Um, for me, my issue on for them is just their offensive line is not what it once was uh, two, three years ago. And uh, Dak, I mean, he has to show me he's not going to be as turnover prone as he has been in the past. <laughs> Yeah, that um, offensive line is kind of a. Remember when it was like the best, the best. in the NFL? <laughs> it's kind of. And now it's like, it's show. good, but it's not the best. So. Yeah, no, definitely not. All right. Uh, in the Super Bowl, I've got. So it's interesting. In my top 10, I only have I have seven AFC teams and only three NFC teams. Um, but in the Super Bowl, this is going to be a little bit of a shocker. I actually have the Cincinnati Bengals going mm, against the Bengals again. Eagles. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd like it. I, I like our chances there. <laughs> Yeah, you would love to. <laughs> so, yeah. Jalen Carter's nickname is Baby Rhino. I think. He yeah, I was about to say. I don't think they have the offensive, offensive line. line. I don't think their defense is that much better. Uh, so outside of Trey, Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson, I was outside of Trey Hendrickson. I don't know who's on their defense anymore. Like ah. they let Eli Apple go. He wasn't that great. He had a good little run with them, but 
Remember when Eli Apple was taken was a in the top stock? 10? Yeah. No, but remember when he was taken in the top 10? Yeah. And then was a joke. Yeah, in New York. Bad market. Bad market. Yeah. The Giants taking an Ohio State kid. He had no... Oh, man. He had no idea what was coming. All right. Speaking of Ohio State. See what we did there, folks? See what we did? <laughs> God, we're so good at this. Um, talking about the NCAA, college football kicked off with this college big football. Saturday, uh, week zero or whatever they call it. Um, well, there was week zero. This week. Oh, was week no. One. Yeah, this was the actual week one. Week zero. Why do they do that? It's like because it's only like four games that they play or whatever. Yeah, it's like four or five games and it's the week before. Yeah, that's weird. Week before, um, like, there's a full slate. So, yeah, so we had some big upsets uh, this week. The biggest one, I think, uh, Joe and I both watched TCU, Colorado, Colorado. Um, Joe, do you want, I've got some thoughts on this game, and I don't think you're going to like them. Do you want to do I don't know what off? your thoughts are going to be, but uh, TCU was a, what, a 21 point favorite, 28 point yep. favorite. I think the line may have gotten to at some point. Uh, Colorado, once Dion got there, they had won, what, one game all of last season, I believe. Uh, and everybody thought, you know, he's gone to a fledgling program, a program that has no identity. Can he really insert himself and uh, bring life, breathe life into what once was a uh, fairly good, uh, consistent uh, program? And goodness gracious, if it was, if not for just the breathing life into a program, the fact that Dion got there and everyone, every group chat I was in was talking about this game. This was the biggest game of the week. Like, I don't care. Like, we had the FSU-LSU game. That game was not as discussed as this Colorado game. And Shador Sanders came out and stunned on everybody who ever doubted him. And said, and they when they said... uh you can't go from the FCS to the FBS. They really put a stamp on this. Dion uh, had a great game. His players played amazingly. Travis Hunter, I don't know how the hell he can walk, let alone breathe after playing over 100 snaps in this game, both offensively and defensively. Had a pick, should have had a second one late in that game. And every time TCU punched uh, and got close, Colorado punched back. Uh, this was an epic game. Uh, they should never, by the way, number 36. No, sorry, you're young probably. You should not be getting carries over uh, Dylan Edwards, D. Edwards, uh, number, number three in that backfield. That guy is electric. Anytime they swung it out to him or got him in the flat, he was gone. You could not touch him. Um, but yeah, uh, Reddit, what are you, are you gonna, are you gonna, you know, flame Shador for not going to FAU? Is that, is that what your, your angles? No, 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 no. I mean, he was going to, he was signed with FAU, but that's signed, not, yeah. uh, no, that's not the problem that I have. Uh, the God, I didn't even think about that. Well, the kid we've got now is from Texas. Like I'll take that. Do you see what we did to Monmouth? 40 to uh, 42. <laughs> yeah, to I did 20. not see what you did to Monmouth. Uh, we lit them up. And the kid we've got now is a six year senior from Texas. That's Ooh. how he knows Tom Herman. Because uh, he played for Tom Herman at Is Texas Tom Herman at FAU now? Yeah, that's the head coach, baby. Gosh. Wait, where's we get oh, these, Butch is at FIU? That's what it is. Yeah, we get these fucking powerhouse coaches that are like trying to rehabilitate their career. I forgot Tom here. Herman's not at Houston anymore. Yeah, well, he, no, he hasn't been there for a while. He went Wait, from he Houston. went from Houston to Texas, didn't he? Yeah. And Houston, then he got bounced Texas. for Sark. Sark. Okay. Geez. And then he got bounced for Sark, and then he spent a year as the uh, consigliere <laughs> uh, for the Bears. And then yeah, last year, I, I stopped watching college football a long time ago. <laughs> I yeah. so sorry. I don't, I, and Joe, you know my thing. I don't really watch it either. Yeah, uh, I so. But I, I turned it on because I've been missing football and stuff. And this is my thing. Uh, this is the reason everyone's going to hate me and people are going to. Are you going to say what I was saying during the game? Go for it. I don't know what you're saying. I, I, Dion's son is a fucking superstar. I wish he would have stayed at FAU. I like that. <laughs> I don't like Dion's approach. And I've said oh, this a million okay. times. I've been talking about this because you and I have talked about this before when he got hired. I don't like this. I don't think it's good. This is what I'll say. I don't think it's good for young men who are not nearly as good as Dion to try and recreate like that Dion persona. Dion mm. could get away with it because he was so good at it. The cold reality is nobody else in the, in the universe is like, is like prime time. And he's going to 
this influence that he's, and I don't know how his coaching style, I don't know, maybe he coaches totally different than how he played, but if he coaches the way he played, which is what it seems like he does when he's in interviews and stuff, and he's talking all this shit, which I love, but it's like these athletes that play for him are going to try to replicate this, and I think that's detrimental to them and to the team long-term, and that's, I just, I don't like this, the prime swag as a coach, I love it as a player, but as a coach, I'm kind of like, yeah, but these guys can't get away with that. They're not as good as you are. Well, I, I think and it's an interesting discussion. I think what I have learned in like some seeing some of the clips behind the scene and stuff, I don't think he coaches the way he presents in the media. And okay. I think it is for two reasons. One, I don't think you can coach like that. And I don't think, I think yeah, he knows that. I think he knows that. I think he's doing it because he's basically, He's Jesus Christ. He is taking all of the heat. He's putting all the pressure on himself oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. to absolve the players. Hey, play free. If you lose, they're not going to say you're bad. They're going to say I'm bad. So oh, I, I will put on the face. Yeah. I will put on the face. I'll be the front face. And I'll be the loud person. And they're going to come after me. But just know when we do this together, I'm also going to be your biggest cheerleader and I'm going to hype you up because that's, that's all I saw when, I mean, he does. I mean, he's dealing at the end of the day. He can't help, but take some he of can't help the, it. he can't help, but take some of, Prime you know, the time. spotlight. But a lot of what he was doing was deflecting, talking about how great his son is, how great Travis was, how great all the players were, how great his coaches were. And, of course, he's going to hype himself up as well. But he's the person that put all these people together. I mean, how many transfers out did he had? How many times people doubted yeah. them? I think the over-under on their season wins was like 3.5. Um, and to go beat a team that was in the national championship last year. I was I thought you were going to say what I was going to say was, yeah, it's a team that was in the national championship last year, but their quarterback is gone. Their best receiver oh, is yeah, gone. That, I, a lot of people on the team was gone. I, the but, fact that Colorado won the game is what I – what I was stoked about. Um, and I guess I never thought of it that way. Cause I was thinking of it as Dion being Dion and not seeing the forest through the trees. But what you're, you're, what you're saying, your argument is like, Oh no, he saw the forest before he even got to the fucking park. And I that's, think he's so. Doing all I think Dion, I think Dion is more self-aware than we give him credit. Like you, yeah. you don't, you don't go to Jackson state and have the record that you have. If you can't be a leader of men, like, I don't know how much, X's and O's he's in, but I've said a bunch of times, I mean, he could not saying that he's not an X and O's tactician. He may be because he's probably one of the smartest people about the game there has to be. I mean, you don't play, you don't become primetime if you're not skilled and play both sides of the ball if you don't understand the but fundamentals. But a lot of that's hard to translate. That's I was why say, great but it's players hard don't to. make great coaches because they're like, exactly. just do what I do. And they're like, exactly. nobody else can do that. But what I was going to say was you can't, to galvanize a locker room and get everybody on the same message on the same tempo, you have to be, you have to be selfless to make people believe in your message, to follow you consistently and play hard for you. So, um, it, it, I, I, what I was going to say was I often say the best has coaches aren't necessarily the best tacticians. John Harbaugh, I think is one of the, yeah, John at Baltimore. I think he's one of the best head coaches in the league. I don't think he's best. He, he was a special teams coordinator. But yeah. when he speaks, the way he cares about his players, the way he interacts with his players, that's what gets his players willing to play for him and excited to play about with him. Um, man, I haven't said the man's name for so long. I forgot it. The Eagles coach right now. Uh, man, I can now uh, Nick uh, Sirianni. Thank you. Sirianni. I was like, boy, uh, Sirianni when he got hired, I was like, I, he was an OC, but I don't know how much he did as the OC. But the way he carries himself, the arrogance, the cockiness, it translates to the players, and the players play with a spirit that they weren't playing with prior to. Um, so yeah. Um, but right. I I just want to real quick. I love the uh, L and the D's that he puts his on the jerseys. Yeah, leader and, uh, and dogs. Dogs. That's so good. <laughs> uh, a couple other upsets we had. Uh, we had Duke beat Clemson last night. That was yeah. A that's stunner. yeah. That's a huge <laughs> stunner. Um, and then we had LSU losing the F FSU. Um, 
Yeah, FAU Sunday not night. upset. Uh, FAU did what they were supposed to do against. <laughs> they Monday. did what they were supposed to do. Uh, I also want to have a tracker for the season. Uh, Iowa scored twenty four points in order to keep his job. The son of oh, yeah. the coach has to average twenty five points a game. So right now he's under that. Um, but yeah, I think that was the, the biggest of the upsets. So Brent, yeah, this Clemson Duke thing that's insane. Bananas. I love it though. I don't like Clemson's ranked nine. I know, and there won't be any more. Uh, I didn't see this final LSU score. Florida State put it on them. Yeah, I didn't see that final score either until well after the game. 21 points in the fourth quarter. All right. Well, Brennan, we can't do our usual favorite. uh, uh, What's the name? Who's up, who's down? Yeah, because it is not out right now. The the first weeks aren't out as of yet. So next week. They come out Tuesdays, but we are early, my boy. Uh, So next week, we'll be telling you who's up and who's down, who's in and who's out. But until then, a little bit of baseball. I know, right? All right, moving on to baseball. Did you let me host the show? Damn it, Jim. Sorry. Look, I'm 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 up against the clock, literally. (laughs) Oh yeah, you are. All right, so we're moving on to baseball. I like it. We should schedule a call every every week. (laughs) We're cooking. Yeah, we Go ahead. Uh, everyone knows baseball season is coming to a close. We are talking about some of the uh, MVP races going MVP on right races, now. Yeah. Mookie uh, Betts can't can't argue with it, man. What is he? Four twenty eight right now in in uh, October, September, whatever it is, whatever month we're <laughs> August in. into September, first week of September so far. Yeah, Mookie's been playing out of his mind, uh, but the Dodgers lost three out of four. To the Braves, Braves, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. also in the MVP race. Uh, in that series, hit his uh, 30th home run, I believe, on a grand slam. And uh, he is the first player ever to reach 30 and 6. Sorry, 30 and 60. Uh, 30 homers, 60 stolen bases. My goodness, this kid is, he's all world. The Braves are also the number one team in all of baseball right now. Uh, I don't know how he can't get it, even with Mookie's hot streak. It's not like he's fallen off much. Uh, he's still playing out of this world. Um, and he could be a 40-40 guy. He has uh, the rest of this month to get eight homers. Um, so, yeah, uh, if he hits that mark with the 60 uh, stolen bases, I think Ronald Acuna gets it for sure. Yeah, he's – plus Mookie, does, uh, does Acuna have one already? Uh, did he? I think he might have been hurt in seasons that he could have gotten it. Because Mookie uh, has two. And I think Freddie Freeman might have gotten one while Acuna was there. So I don't think Acuna has one of his own yet. Wait, how long has Acuna been there? Uh, He's been there for about five seasons, but I think two of them were... One was like his rookie season where he came like kind of in the middle of the season. One, he got hurt like halfway through the season and missed the rest of the season. That's when they won the World Series. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. So, yeah, and then last year he was you know, coming back from injury. So this is, is Freddie first Freeman still playing for the one. Dodgers? Still playing for the Dodgers and is a MVP candidate low-key. Like, it's funny because the Dodgers have technically two MVP candidates with Freddie and, and Mookie. Mookie. Mookie's just going crazy right now, but Freddie is steady Eddie. He's been consistent all year. And the Braves have two with Matt Olson, who leads the NL in home runs right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All the two good talents on really two good teams. teams. Yeah, I mean, two really good teams. Uh, okay. And speaking of good teams, uh, the Seattle Mariners have skyrocketed behind a epic performance uh, in the last month by Julio Rodriguez. Um, and the rest of that team, uh, they are currently sitting tied for number one in the AL West with the Houston Astros, the defending champs. Uh, the Rangers, who looked so good coming out of that uh, uh, trade deadline when they made the trade for Max Scherzer and were sitting atop of the division, have fallen one game behind the two. I was going to say it's not it's not drastic. They're only a game it's not behind. drastic, but uh, they're they they're a game behind. But Seattle surged past them. Um, yeah. So that's really what happened there. <laughs> and in the wild card situation, the wild card picture, uh, really just wanted to talk about the Marlins here. The Marlins are only a half game back after looking so desolate uh, after losing a series Ooh, to the Nats, losing two back-to-back games to the Rays in embarrassing faction. Uh, they swept the Nats, uh, and they're now only a half game out. 
behind the Reds and the Diamondbacks. The sucky thing is that we're about to play a three-game series with the motherfucking... Oh, we got the Dodgers. Oh, damn, we got Braves. the Dodgers again. Jesus. I swear the, we Braves had the Braves are cleaning up in that division. The Braves are, the Braves 14, are cleaning up. The Braves are 14 and a half above Philly, <laughs> Philadelphia. So, yeah. Best record um, in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. So, yeah, we got a not so Baltimore easy Orioles are 86 and 51. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Orioles are out of control. Uh, we got a not so easy part of our schedule coming up here. We got the Dodgers, Phillies, Milwaukee, Atlanta, and then we get uh, New York, Milwaukee, New York. Pittsburgh. There's, like, there's still like 40 games left, if I'm reading this right. Oh, yeah. We got the rest of the month. We're, we're, 30. We yeah, 30 games month. left. Got like 31 This games, is the crazy thing about baseball. And I, I know growing up in the South, baseball is not the biggest deal. But I, since doing the show and since meeting Joe and obviously Ty Ty, I've gotten more and more into baseball. This is the insane thing about it is like they're still like these teams that are down 14 and a half, 14, 10. Like there's 30 games left. Like they yeah. can all still. In theory, I mean, you, you the can only team that's been eliminated. If I'm looking at these right, are the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, yeah. I was saying, plus now with that uh, additional wild card spot, keeps yeah. a lot of teams and a lot of uh, markets in it for a little while longer. So everyone's still in it, man. A lot of people. The, still the Sox might be able to come back and make the playoffs, dude. That is not going to happen. Nor are the Yankees. Yeah. No, the Yankees are bottom feeders right now. God, this is crazy. All right, moving on. Great, they're eight game back of the wild card. Insane. If you would have told me that as a kid, I'd call you crazy. $298 million. You'd be surprised how quick. Quick! Mayman hits quick hit. All right, we are on to the... We are on to the quick hits. Joe is going to talk to WNBA. All right, the New York Liberty beat the Chicago Sky the other day. Uh, Spanked, I believe, is the word we used. Yeah, 86 to 69. Uh, the Fever, uh, the young Fever team, who I believe have their most wins in like two, three years. Uh, Leah Boston came back from injury, but the stars of the game were Melissa Smith and Tiffany, no, Kelsey Mitchell, uh, both having 30 points, first uh, Fever teammates to have 30 points. In a victory, it was an overtime game. Uh, the Mercury, who have been eliminated from the postseason already, eliminated from making the postseason, lost to the Lynx, who were started again. I think I said this last week. Started the season zero and six, and then came back to now five hundred and in the postseason uh, firmly. Uh, the Aces won their thirty second game on Saturday, one hundred three to seventy seven over the fledgling uh, Seattle Storm. The current standings, I'll just give you, I'll give you the top eight. We got the Aces still. We got the Liberty. We got the Sun. We got the Dallas Wings, Brennan's Dallas Wings. And we got the Minnesota Lynx, who are all currently link, uh, link, clink the playoff. There's clink, clinched their spot. Jesus Christ. And then we got the Atlanta Dream at six. We got the Mystics at seven. And we have the Sparks currently a game ahead of the Chicago Sky. Joe's Atlanta dream. My Atlanta dream. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, the season, this is the last week of the season. So a lot of things are going to be folding into place. And then it's time for the playoffs, folks. So that I just want to say this. I know we talk about this all the time. And this is why we love sports and yada, yada, yada. But this is why we love sports. The fact that the New York Liberty have three. Uh, basically first round picks or MVPs of three number one picks or and or MVPs on their team. And they're second. The Dallas Wings have taken a top five player in the last three drafts. They took two. Multiple times they had like top picks in the draft. And they're four. The aces who are just grinding along, just doing what they do. A lot of first picks there, too. A lot of first picks. Yeah, but. Age Wilson, the first pick. Jackie Young, the first just pick. Just because it wasn't such a splashy offseason for them, I guess. Is I why. mean, they brought in Candace Parker. Obviously, she's just hurt now, but they did bring in Candace Parker. Yeah. Um, they, but they, they I mean, they're the defending champs. They had a good core there that they built through the draft, and they just That's added. I'm trying to say, build, build your course through the draft. That's all I'm trying to say. All right, on to the U.S. Open. Brennan, I just want to talk about Coco Golf. Coco Golf has made her. Wondering way why you even put this to on the, the quarterfinals. Run. I put this because last night, was it last night or the night before? I can't remember. Night there before. was a big break in uh, Coco's chances of winning it all, Brennan. 
I, uh, I think me and you, uh, what is, at the Australian maybe, top of the year, uh, we noted the fact that she was going to play Iga Sisterkin. Iga oh, Sisterkin. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was able, she has not been able to beat her. I got the, so excited because I remembered. <laughs> I was like, yeah, actually, I remember you talking she about She has that. not been able to beat her in many of their head-to-heads. And to a uh, little luck of the draw there, a little break, uh, Iga Sisterkin, Sisterkin. It has been eliminated. She was eliminated by the 20th ranked player. The number one player went down to the 20th ranked player. So Coco Golf's path to the finals of the U.S. Open, which she has been playing uh, very, very high-level games, very entertaining, very fun to watch, very um, noteworthy games. Uh, she has a clearer path to get into her first – well, not her first final. She's been to the finals. I think it was the French Open. Oh, I think she lost to Iga in the French – open that's when we were bringing it up but um her path to get to the championship here is uh, a little easier and you know she's from uh delray boynton beach west palm beach so yeah, you know south we florida shouts out stand up south palm florida beach county palm beach county 561 her dad's definitely haitian i think her mom's haitian too i think she is haitian uh so yeah you know that's why we root for her also first time ever you have four black uh, competitors in the quarterfinals, two in the women's, two in the men's. Francis Tiafo made it back to the quarterfinals in the men. Uh, but uh, the kid, the uh, the prodigy, as we like to call him, Carlos Alcatraz, Alcarez, sorry. Uh, Carlos Alcarez is in the quarters himself. Uh, he's been playing very high level, and he looks like he is on a warpath and ready to claim his third uh, uh, Grand Slam here shortly. I'm no, trying to see the goddamn. It's rare to just go to the U.S. Open's website. ESPN shit on, is so yeah, whack. I'm on the U.S. Open's website, but I can't see the actual. Is it draws? What is it called? It's draws, and then you got to go to like the bracket view. Yeah, that's okay. See, you knew exactly where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I've been trying to figure out. Yeah, you got to go to draws and then. View by event, no, view bracket. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Okay, here we go. Oh, <sighs> righty. This is all, while you were talking, this is all I wanted to find, and now I found it, but now we're done. Um, all right. Moving on. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Time for Soccer Corner, ladies and gentlemen. We've got some breaking news here. 22 minutes ago, the coach of the Spanish national team, women's national team, has officially been fired. Uh, the one that you were talking about with all the sexual allegations? That is the... Well, he didn't have no, sexual No, that's the allegations. GM. Yeah, the GM, the GM kissed, the, kissed one of the players kissed on Sarah. the... Sarah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jennifer. Um, Jennifer, sorry. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the coach has now been fired. The coach who everybody was running against, 15 players, signed a petition saying they would not play at the Women's World Cup, uh, even though they and they eventually won despite that. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, they played and they won. What? I know. 15, no, 15 players didn't play. Oh, didn't play. 15 players did not play. They had another 23 players that went and played, uh, but 15 of their best players did not play. And, uh, just want to throw this out winning. there to the entire world. Um, if 15 of your top players can sit out and you can still win the World Cup, maybe wow. your sport's not that big of a that, sport. That's not true. That maybe it's not that hard. That, no, that's not. Mm-hmm. You're still I 20. can run around on a field all day. That's not all there is to do, Brennan. Yeah. Well, I know. I'm just trying to be controversial. Drop kick you in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> Fulham. This weekend, uh, we had a Premier League matchup. Fulham played against uh, Man City and were robbed. They were robbed in so many instances. There was a clear penalty that should have been a red card. Rob, we got we got worked. Uh, hold on, uh, follow me. Uh, there okay. was a clear All penalty right. Right. in like the first thirty minutes that should have been a red card. Uh, the defender grabbed Harry Wilson basically around the neck and brought mm-hmm. him down. Didn't get called. What the game wasn't stopped. No penalty. No foul. No nothing. That was just allowed to take place. Then Man City scored. Fulham. This the first. 35 minutes of this game, it was closely contested. No team had an edge. Uh, Fulham held Man City to probably their lowest shot total for the game. I think uh, shot on goal, shot attempt, shot attempt on goal um, for the duration of the season so far. They only had four clear shots on goal. Uh, But yeah, they scored first. Fulham scored. Going into halftime, it looked like it was going to be 1-1. Uh, and Man City got a goal that 
everyone and their mother has gone on to say now that should not have been allowed because it should have been an offside. They had a player who was in the eight, the in the six yard box, who was in the field division behind Fulham's entire line in the field division of the goalkeeper, therefore interfering with the play. It went to VAR. Somehow VAR confirmed that it was a goal. Uh, Man City's best player, their top goal scorer, Early uh, Holland, said after the game that that should have been offside. And if he was on Fulham, he'd be steamed. He'd be he'd be incensed. That's the um, big blonde guy, right? Yeah. He said if he was on Fulham, he'd be peeved because that there's no way that should not have been called offside. Yeah, it, it should have been called. All the commentators have said that it was offside. And then Fulham goes into the dressing room at half, down 2-1 after feeling like they got robbed on a penalty that should have been called. Should have been a red card player off the field, so it should be 10 on 11. And a goal gets handed to the other team, awarded to the other team. Going into the half, their second half was not as strong and uh a couple of lax plays, a couple of laps in judgment, uh, a penalty. Take like the given. wind out of your sails. I about to say a penalty given in the second half and five-one uh, loss. But I mean, for the most part, they played that game valiantly, uh, and the result they had earlier that week in the Carabao Cup against Tottenham, where they won that. Uh, again, another bizarre situation where it's a one-zero game, Fulham's leading for most of the game, uh, and then. Kenny Tete's boot rips, just tears. His cleats rips. And there's no boots on the sideline because the way the stadium is set up is so much smaller, compact, and you can't have just every player's second shoes over there. So somebody would have to run into the locker room. Kenny Tete realized he's going to get there quicker than a manager. So he runs into the dressing room, gets another cleat. But in that two minutes he was gone, in 59 seconds – uh, Tottenham scored a goal to equalize that, but then it goes to shootout and Fulham ends up winning in the shootout five uh, five four on well five three technically on Kenny Tete's boot. So well, it's it's one of those weird things where uh, soccer can be one of those. I mean, all sports are like this. I talked about it in a walk off. If you go back and listen, I've got a walk off called three plays where there's three things that can alter the entire course of a game because <clears throat> if you're playing. And like what happened with Man City and Fulham, it's like by the second half, you're like, fuck, man. Like we couldn't buy this one if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, I did want to play against them and the refs, basically. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wanted to elaborate on uh, the uh, Vilda, um, the coach for Spain. Uh, What you had mentioned, I looked it up. So um, obviously everything Joe had mentioned was correct, uh, but also. So not only the players that signed before the World Cup, uh, 23 members that led Spain to the victory in the World Cup yeah, have now signed on. Yeah. yeah, well, they have now signed on saying they would not come back. So not only the players that Joe had oh, mentioned. Oh, that was that. That's not about him. That's the uh, that's more so about the uh, the commissioner of Spanish football because uh, the yeah, men yeah. and if, the women if all current have management signed. Continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The men and the women yeah. all like apparently. Players in the talent pool have signed and said they won't play again for Spain until uh, uh, the head has changed. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. So now they're calling. So they're basically calling for entire restructuring of the Spanish thing. So everything in this article is talking about the president while mentioning the coach being fired. Radically. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but basically, they're calling for entire restructuring of the Spanish FIFA federation. Federation. Thank you. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, they've had soccer for like two hundred years. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's say, but again, that's men also have the been problem. Charged and men. It's also the problem. Yeah, you're with going power. By this. So, but uh, last right. but not least, do you have least, anything about the MLS? Last but not least, uh, Inter Miami, fun team to watch. Three goals to one over LAFC. LAFC, who I believe is top three in the Western Conference. Uh, Inter Miami still has a long way to hope. <clears throat> To get into the top seven to make the postseason, what, what did they just win? Enter Miami. Uh, they won the League's Cup, which is a new <laughs> cup. Three three countries, two leagues. Uh, it's similar to like an FA Cup or a Carabao Cup that okay. Fulham plays for, basically. Uh, but this was just the first year of it. So, uh, Inter Miami has a lot uh, uh, of ground to make up here in the in the regular season. But I will say, fun to watch if you want to watch entertaining soccer. 
Inner Miami right now with Jody Alba, Busquets, and Messi, and uh, Leo Campana, uh, Joseph Martinez, uh, a lot of those guys, uh, Yeldon, DeAndre Yeldon, uh, Drake Callender, who has been called up to the national team uh, for this uh, international break here coming up. A lot of fun guys to watch. Robert Taylor, like this team is very fun. You're not going to be disappointed watching them uh, play soccer. If you want to see goals, these guys are going to give it to you. At least, at least one to two a game minimum. So, wow, they're still at the bottom of the barrel. Still at the bottom wow. of the barrel. <laughs> Needed to win against uh, what was it? I think it was Nashville, but didn't get it. So wait, when Messi's on your team, you don't just automatically win every single you don't game? Automa- even though people think uh, the whole thing's rigged, uh, don't just automatically win. You got to go out there and play the game. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Trust me. All right. Argentina <laughs> felt that way for a long time when he just did Argentina. <laughs> All right. Let's. No walk-offs? No walk-offs. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can find this show on Twitter and Instagram at Curing Press. That's at Curing Press. Don't forget to head over to a new low a co to check out all the other shows on the network. Also, you can head over to my website, which I was wrong, has been in perfect condition this entire huh. time. I just assumed it was down because I kept getting emails that looked similar to the emails uh, when it was down. So joedorval.com. I revamped it. Um, I got some new stuff coming on the way. Uh, I've redone the the merch site. Um, reasonably priced merch to compete with Brennan for your dollars. So don't forget to check out joedorval.com. Brennan, where can we find you? At Brennan T Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Uh, check out the other podcast, Power of How, and Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Um, yeah, and that's it. I've got shows coming up. I'll be at the stand this week. I will be in Philly next month. Um, and then I have a big show October 14th at Broadway. Another audition. We'll see if the kid can get it. Let's go. Tell Matt to stay away from people. All right. And <laughs> you doing? Messing up, uh, putting Philly in jeopardy. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're coming, baby. All right, Brennan. How do we end this thing again? And that's why we play the game. Hello. Oh, get me out Hello. of here. Is what I say. Yeah. Normally you say get me out of here. And then I get me out of here. I got a phone call to make. <laughs> Huge shout out. Coco Golf. She's going to do it. 